Hello, welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. I'm your boy, Lloyd Lee. Today is uh, April something, uh, Monday, April 8th. How art thou? How's your ma? Tell her I said hi, okay? Okay. I uh, wanted to say hello and see how you guys are doing. Today, I just got back from, excuse me, I lied to you, straight to your face. Yesterday, I came back from uh, from Toronto, right when the Washington, D.C. cherry blossoms were blooming. The most optimal week to go see them, we left. Took the wife out to see Canada, Toronto, and uh, I was hoping, you know, get on some shows, make a little bit of money. Do a little dance, get down tonight, but uh, uh, it didn't happen. I lost my ass on this trip. And you know, sometimes as a business person, you got to just, you know, bet on yourself. As a business person, you got to go, hey, where's the business? What can I do? You book everything and you go there with the hopes that it'll always work out. And sometimes it does. A lot of times you can make a couple hundred bucks, do a couple shows, You know, shake some hands, kiss some babies, and it's all worth it. And then some days you just say, well, I guess this is going to be a vacation. Uh, I did a couple open mics, but no shows to be booked. Uh, Toronto seemed a little bit more of a harder, uh, what do you call it, Uh, nut. Toronto seemed like a little bit harder of a nut to crack. And uh, I just basically went up there and took the biggest L I've taken in quite some time. So no money made and uh, did a couple open mics. But for the most part, I enjoyed Toronto. I enjoyed Toronto so much I was upset that nobody really told me about how great Toronto is. I've been there when I was younger. You know, my first strip club I ever got kicked out of. Let me rephrase that. The first strip club I've ever been to was in Toronto, and I got kicked out of it because not only was I drunk, but they only have $1 coins. They don't have $1 bills, $1 coins, right? They call that a loony because there's a loon on it, a bird duck thing. And then the $2 bills are toonies because there's $2, right? There's two different colors. It's worth $2. Well, guess who was flicking loonies and toonies from the back row as a drunk 19-year-old? Apparently, that's frowned upon at uh, all of the strip club establishments in the greater Toronto and Canada area. You know, as a 19-year-old kid walking in, you've just been like, ah, this guy's going to get fucking thrown. This kid's trouble. I've never, I don't look like trouble. And I don't cause trouble intentionally. I don't go into a place and go, oh, I'm going to start some shit. No, I just fall into some trouble, right? You go, oh, this kid, he's about 130 pounds soaking wet. He's going to have three Long Island iced teas and he's going to be just a freaking handful. But they were, they were really nice to what I remember. I was drunk. I was flicking coins. They told me not to because that's a good way to do things. That is the way to do things, Canada. Be nice about it. Hey, maybe he'll stop being a dick if we just politely ask him to stop doing something. I'm a fucking American. I'm going to go do some shit. I'm drunk. I'm going to do some double shit. Yeah, so I got kicked out. 
<laughs> don't flick coins at strippers, people. Don't just don't do it. I don't care if you're in Canada. So apparently, uh, if you read the signs, I guess you can change your loonies and toonies in for like fake one dollar, two dollar bills. You know, it's got the logo of the thing. And uh, that's what I find out like years later when I go to Montreal. Uh, you go, uh, here's like, you know, whatever. Here's a bunch of coins and here's some fake money. You give it to the strippers. The strippers cash it in for cash later. I guess it all that's how that works. But uh, I didn't know that at 19. And I didn't know uh, how to drink. I was drinking Long Island iced teas, I'm sure. I'm sure I wasn't drinking uh, whatever, Hennessy, like I drink now. You know, uh, in in Canada, they've got this thing that I enjoy. You can kind of get it some places. It's called uh, Molson Triple X Black. It's uh, it's like eight eight percent alcohol beer. And uh, whenever I see it, I always end up buying it. Not that I look for it, but it's you know it's whatever. But it'll get you there. It'll definitely get you there. But Toronto was a beautiful con- uh, beautiful city. I was actually disappointed that I didn't know how much of a great city it was. Um, the only thing I really remember is getting kicked out of a strip club, and uh, just it was kind of a whatever city. Um, I do remember going to the Pacific Mall. It's an Asian Hong Kong style mall. Uh, basically it's two floors and it's just booths of stores, kind of like a swap meet, but more, uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a swap meet, a Chinese swap meet. And I remember going, uh, when I was 19 and it was popping, like it was the place to be. It was, uh, car shops, you know, like fast and the furious parts. It was like, uh, uh, DVDs shops. There was, uh, the big thing back then was, bootlegging your PS2 or PS1, whichever one it was back then, your Dreamcast, uh, basically bootlegging that, modifying it to where you could play burned games, and then you get the games for like five bucks, right? Um, I remember I was with my buddy Long. Uh, we were there, and uh, we were looking for the prices to, to mod his uh, PS4 or buy PS4. I'm sorry, to mod his PS1 or PS2. I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. Uh, but I remember we we're looking for a place to modify it. And there was like a dozen of these places, right? You just, whoever was selling video games, they were, they were going to modify your PS PlayStation. And, uh, we go in, he goes, he quotes him whatever, a hundred bucks. And, uh, he goes to the next place, quotes him more, you know, we go to like four or five places to where he goes, okay, a hundred bucks is the best price. And then so we go back to the place and then he's like, yeah, I would like to modify my PS PlayStation. And the guy's like, okay, 150 bucks. He goes, wait, 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 wait. You just said it was $100. He goes, no, I didn't. Yes, I was just here. It was $100. So why are you fucking me here? And then the guy was like, no, I would never say $100. Like, no, I was here five minutes ago. You said $100. And the guy was like, are you sure you don't mean the place over there and he points out the door into another place that looks exactly like his place and long goes uh fuck you have to be a dick about it and then he leaves and that's what i remember with the asian pacific mall uh i remember the pacific mall just being like full of life full of joy and it was exciting it was like chicks 
and uh, we went. We went this time around, and that shit was depressing. It was a holdover from the early 2000s, and as like a small business person, I kind of looked at it like, why would you be here? Like, why would you even... There was like a tattoo shop, and I was like, I hope the rent's cheap, because having a tattoo parlor here, you know, it was empty. It was just a bunch of old Asian people, like, mall walking, and uh, people were just going to the food court and leaving. It was sad. It was sad just seeing something that I was, like, so excited to see. I was so impressed to see, and then, you know, whatever, 20 years later. Of course, I I didn't think about it until I just said it. 20 years later... And uh, it's disappointing. You don't say. Why would you have thought 20 years later? It's not Disneyland. You know, it's not Knott's Berry Farm. Shit is the Pacific Mall of Toronto. Why would you not assume it was depressing? There was like a bubble tea shop uh, every block, every corner um, inside this place. And then there was like snacks. And then there were just like these cell phone stores. There was like 15, 20 cell phone stores, all selling shit you could buy at Amazon for $4, get it shipped to your house tomorrow. Like as a small business owner, you go, why would you even, why is this a good idea? But I guess, I, I don't know. It was, it was sad. It was like going home to your hometown and hanging out in front of the gas station you, you always used to hang out at in high school and then realize like, oh, oh, this is... A phenomenal waste of time. Shit is disappointing. Uh, what else happened? We uh, we went to the Fisherman Lobster Men's Clubhouse, right? Lobster Fisherman Lobster Clubhouse. I posted a picture on my Instagram. Uh, we got a seven pound lobster. Seven pound lobster. I'm from the East Coast. Normally, when you get like a twin dinner, it's like a pound and a half. It's like the smallest lobster you can get legally. Um, and uh, I saw a 7.25, 7.21 pound lobster. Shit was huge. Shit was like as wide, as long as my torso. And then the claws were, were huge. And what was great about it... So, on the menu, they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be four to five pounds is $15, $17 a pound, and seven pounds is $16 a pound, whatever. And I just assumed, like every other Chinese restaurant, that they were just going to throw in that much poundage of lobster meat, lobster uh, in general. And I, I get it. The shell, the inside, that shit's all weight. That doesn't bother me. But I just assumed it was pieces. So you go, oh, seven pounds. But no, they brought out one seven pounder, one in one seven and a quarter pound lobster, and they go. Um, they chopped it up. They made uh, lobster a, a mound of lobster, uh, Hong Kong style. She sat like it must have been two feet tall, a foot and a half, two feet tall, and then they took the insides of some of the row and made it into lobster. Um, Lobster fried rice. Shit was amazing. Shit was dope. There's pictures of it on my Instagram. But if you are in Toronto and you're willing to spend, I don't know, 150 bucks, uh, 150 bucks for basically three people, such a good deal. For lobster, 16 bucks a pound? Get the fuck out of here. So it was dope. Um, I, uh, I, I found out that weed is 100% legal 
in in Canada. And uh, what I mean 100% legal is, like, we were smoking it on the street and nobody, maybe it was like the strip club, maybe they're just being nice. Maybe like, oh, maybe we just don't bother him. Maybe he'll stop smoking weed on the street. But no, we were smoking weed on the street. They were uh, the Airbnb place that we stayed at. They were like, "Oh, there's this new weed spot that opened, and it's government owned. It's supposed to be nice, you know, uh, top of the line. I don't know, top of the line." I was like, "Sure, top of the line weed. That sounds like a good idea." So we get there, and there's 80 people in line, and you know, it was like it was kind of cold. So we're standing in line. We wanted to check it out, and this kid comes comes around the, you know, he must have been I don't know, 20. Uh, he comes uh, around the corner. He talks to the guy in front of us like, hey, guys, w- what are you guys in line for? And the guy in front of us was like, oh, you know, the weed shop. It just opened. It's new. And he was like, so you're standing in line for weed or are you just trying to check it out? And the guy was like, uh, you know, just uh, I really wanted to check it out. The kid goes, oh, OK. And he looks at me. He goes, he walks over. He's like, hey, are you like are you in line for weed or are you just trying to check this place out? I was like, uh, you know, we're checking it out, I guess. A legal government-owned weed store? Fuck it. Why not? And he goes, because if you're just trying to get weed, I got you. You ain't going to pay tax. I'll sell you weed right now. I'll sell you a, a gram for five bucks or whatever it was. We bought like four grams, which was way too much. Uh, obviously, I don't smoke enough to go, oh, yeah, that seems like a sufficient quantity. Um, we just gave the kid like 25 bucks and he gave us four grams. And we just started smoking it on the street. It's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, he he goes into his bag and it, not even his bag. He just goes into his pocket. He's got these uh, baggies of one gram each. And we open it up. Smells like weed. So uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate his wherewithal, his hustle to be, just be like, hey, uh, people want weed. I got weed. You want to buy weed? He didn't even go to the guys in the front, the guys that had already been waiting. He goes all the way at the end. He's like, yeah, I guess you could wait. What, 80 people? What are you going to do? You're going to do smoke at midnight? Thanks. Or you could just buy this weed right here. I can go home. You can go home. Shit made sense to me. Weed was fine. Got so fucking high. I got so high, I was sleeping awake. I don't even know what that meant, but it seemed like it made sense at the time. I'm just... Sitting in the bed, pedaling my feet, my wife says. My wife's like, "Yeah, you were your hands folded over your chest, like you were like like at a funeral, just laying there, and you were just your feet were petting the bed." I was like, "Yeah, it must have been really fucking high." So like, yeah, you had a smile on your face. What's crazy that I realized now that like now that I'm thinking about it, while on vacation, like we ate. We napped, we went out, we ate, we napped, went out, we ate, like, for three days. And what's crazy that blows my mind is that, you know, we're going to schlep at work for eight hours, no nap time, working for somebody else's dream, not yours, because I'm sure you don't dream to be working at Best Buy, right? You get an hour break, maybe a half hour break, you go get food, you eat, you go back, you work for eight hours, and you come home. But when I'm on vacation, it was like, I guess I don't have the strength to just stay up for eight hours. I got to go take a nap. You could be out there living your life, 
the best life possible in a foreign country, talking to foreign people, locals, eating local cuisine, drinking local beers and liquor. But no, you just didn't have the power, didn't have the strength, and you just had to take a nap. Maybe the MSG in the food put me to sleep because that tends to do that for me. But I was uh, kind of disappointed after an afterthought. You know, just taking a nap. On vacation, taking a nap. Not vacationing, taking a nap. I could have taken a nap at home. I don't have a fucking day job. I could just stay at home and nap, but I don't even do that. I stay up. I could be napping at home doing nothing, but I got to wait to go to a foreign country, spend all this money to take a fucking nap. It was crazy. Disappointing to me. Uh, What else is going on? Uh, But yeah, Toronto was dope. Toronto was dope. Uh, I definitely want to go back, um, check it out. You know, the people were cool. The The city was so diverse. Like, I, I didn't know how diverse it was. We went to the Drake Hotel, which unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, has nothing to do with actual the rapper Drake. But, you know, it's Toronto. And I didn't realize, like, people fuck with Drake, like, hard there. I thought it was just going to be, like, kind of a novelty. Oh, he's from here. But no. They fucking love Drake there. And uh, we went to the Drake Hotel. And there was like a cover, you know? It was a cover. And I'm 38 years old. My wife and her friend were like, are we going to spend money to get into a club? Like, we don't even spend money to go out now. But we're going to go to, okay, I guess we're just going to pay this cover charge. It was like 10 bucks. Like, that's how crazy Toronto was where the cover charge was ten dollars ten Canadian what is that seven bucks but we went um and it wasn't just like a bar it wasn't just like a club it was a rooftop bar it was a lounge club and then there was a downstairs there was music uh live music and it was like all ten bucks like this is this is actually not bad like and everybody was there just to have a good time I'm sure the winter is so horrific and so long, people are just excited to be out. Like, it was 50 degrees out, and people were losing their minds. People were just excited that they survived the winter, they survived the White Walkers, they survived, and uh, they were just out about. Nobody thought too much of themselves, and if you did... You know, you definitely stuck out. You were a fucking douche. But everybody was happy to see everybody. Everybody was friendly and flirty. Everybody just enjoyed the music. Nobody was stuck up. Nobody wanted to, like, uh, looking around and not wanting to dance. Everybody danced. Whether you could dance or not, they were like, I'm putting forth the best effort possible because I survived the winter. And they listened to, like, a lot of diverse shit. You know, they knew old school reggae, reggaeton. They knew the new shit, Drake. And they just, it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing. And there weren't like clicks of all the Asian people over there and all the fucking white people upstairs and all the black people down. No, it was, everybody was just happy to be there. Um, Yeah, so that was, that was really impressed. We got to stop by the exterior market of uh, Kim's Convenience. Had to take a couple photos there. Say what up to Kim's Convenience, which the third season is now streaming on Netflix. So definitely check that out. 
but overall, Toronto, man, I, <laughs> I almost didn't want to come back. Uh, I wanted to think like I could probably live here. And then I remember hearing um, I remember hearing a, a interview with Russell Peters, and Russell was saying. You know, I have to live in L.A. because it's just easier. There's more comedy here. And uh, even though, you know, I'm rich and famous and a Canadian, he couldn't really live in Canada because, uh, you know, there's just so many. There's not enough comedy, comedy venues. Um, So, you know, I thought that was interesting and it made sense. You know, driving through just a lot of country. We drove through. All these little towns in Pennsylvania, all these little towns in New York State, and there's just, just, just nothing out there. Uh, I felt like Belle at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, just driving through these little towns. Little town, full of little people. Little town, like the one before. Little town, full of little people. Which is kind of a dick thing to say, but uh, we... You know, we could have gone through Pittsburgh, but it was like out of the way. It would have been the same amount of time, but an extra 50 miles or something. So we just went straight through, drove through like Harris, Williamsport, Harrisburg, Williamsport, and these just little, little, little towns. And uh, I just could not think of living there. You could buy a house for $45 and, and you know, fucking roll of quarters or some shit. But it was just so small. And you're like, where do these people... Everybody works at the subway. Everybody works at the Ben and Jerry's. Everybody works at fucking Walmart. I don't think I could live there. You could afford to live there. You couldn't live there. Uh, But I'm getting older. I'm getting older. Like, the drive home, even though it was eight hours... It's actually faster than the drive there. And later in the day, it took a lot out of me. I got home, and I passed the fuck out. I just, I just getting old. The drive there was fine. We left at like 6 a.m., picked her friend up at the airport, drove to Toronto. We got there at like 1. No, we got to, we got to Niagara at like 1, hung out there for an hour or two. Niagara looks exactly the way I remember it. It's just like Vegas on the off season. Niagara was cool. Uh, We went. We got to Niagara at like noonish, one o'clock, and then we hung out there for a couple hours, and then we drove Toronto. We got to Toronto at like six, six thirty, and uh, I was fine. Hung out, got some food, got some weed, came home. But uh, the ride home, shit, it was like an hour less driving because of less of traffic. It was a, it was like a Sunday, and I just my body just said nope. No more. Go to bed. As soon as I got home, I was in bed in like 20 minutes and didn't wake up until this afternoon. <laughs> um, but now I know. Now I know about eight eight hours. That's about as much I can drive. Got to take a nap. My body's getting old. Yeah, man. Uh, but definitely enjoyed it. Now, now that I'm back home, we're going on to the um, we're going on to the DC Comedy Festival. Uh, I'm going to try to check out some of the cherry blossoms. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. I got a new shirt. It's the old logo, but with cherry blossoms on it. Just for the DC Comedy Festival. 
Uh, I'm going to be running around helping out as much as I possibly can. I'll be doing a couple spots. Uh, I got, I'm hosting James Hoban on Friday night, the last night, and then I'll be performing tonight as well at a couple spots. So uh, if you are in town this weekend, there is a bunch of comedy to be had. And then next week, I will be featuring for J.R. DeGuzman when he comes to town at the DC Comedy Loft. You can go to dccomedyloft.com. New logo, same venue. Tickets can be bought there. I will be featuring for him for four shows, making that feature money. So that's exciting. And uh, that's what What else do I got going on? Uh, huh. What time are we at? I don't even know. Hold on. Password. 25 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what's going on. Um, DC Comedy Festival, Jared Guzman. And then I guess July, I'm going to the Philippines and Southeast Asia. So that's what I got going on. And I'm trying to get a couple of things going before I leave. So I'll have something when I get back. Um, I am on this new shit, grind, grind hard. And uh, one thing that I found out that I... Uh, enjoy is actually typing on a typewriter. I think I told you guys last week I bought a typewriter and uh, it's difficult. There's a challenge to it, but it makes me appreciate my laptop so much more after I use the typewriter. I I enjoy the typewriter based on it's just very analog. Like where you start is where you start and you got to start at the beginning. Um, There is no backsies. There is no um, do-overs. Everything is just... Let's start talking now. And as a comic, I think that's one of my weak points is um, I have funny things to say. I just don't know how to coherently and cohesively get into it. This is helping me break down uh, my thought process as far as like, well, just start it. Start it and you'll figure it out. Um, It's probably not going to go anywhere as far as, you know, just inside of a folder. Uh, Maybe I might get a binder, like a trapper keeper. And just put everything in there, but they're just not really, they're, they're not cohesive in, they're just uh, ramblings, right? Which I could probably just write in a notebook. I didn't have to go out and spend money on a, on a typewriter, but I do enjoy just the, the, uh, finality, finality of it all. The permanently, I don't even have words for this. Whatever those words are, that's what I enjoy. So uh, what else? Uh, starting in May next month, I will have a. I'll probably start doing two podcasts a week. Uh, this one on Monday, just me talking to you, and then I will have. Uh, I'm going to try to get a producer. I'm talking to a producer right now that will basically talk to me about current events and stuff like that. So it'll be more of a conversation. That's what I got going on starting in May um, until I leave for the Philippines and then we'll f- figure it out from there. I got to figure out I got to figure out how to uh, how to record on the fly. That's going to be interesting. I got challenges, bro, because I'm growing because you're helping me grow. And that's what's important. Uh, my Patreon account will be up at the beginning of May so you can contribute. And um, I got some really, really, really cool things going on for you guys. I've, I've been mulling it over. Um, I've been analyzing it word for word, line for line, um, perk for perk. And uh, if you want to just give me money, 
if you're afraid, you're just giving me money and little to no return. Uh, have no fear because I've got new. Th- I got a bunch of stuff for you guys. Um, if you can afford one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can afford, I, I literally have something for you. Um, I've got. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but like I said, uh, the Patreon account will be up uh, start of May as well as uh, a second podcast, as well as uh, a bunch of other things. So if it wasn't for you guys, no bullshit. If it wasn't for you, I, I, I couldn't do this. I can't do this alone. I can't do this without you guys. So uh, this was 30 minutes of my day, 30 minutes of my week, and uh, I want to give you guys more because if you find that this is worth your time, I, I want to make it worth your time. I want I want you to feel like you've gotten more out of this investment than what you put in. You know, what you're driving in your car, you're procrastinating at work, whatever it is that you're doing, I want to give you something that is more than what you're investing because you're important to me. Okay. Did I get sappy enough? Are you crying? Huh? Are you crying? Just checking. Just checking. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. I, I got a new, tw- I got an, another Instagram uh, handle because I have a hard enough time handling one. I just say, fuck it, let's just handle two. Shit. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> that's how my brain works. Like, oh, you you have trouble doing your workload? Maybe you should do double that. So I, uh, I have a, a second Instagram uh, handled directly specifically for this sole purpose of uh, this podcast. It's called Short Pale Handsome, uh, spelt exactly the way English should be spelt. Short Pale Handsome, that's on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and follow that because you'll get fucking alerts and little bits and pieces of this. So uh, I'm learning video editing because, yay. Because uh, I don't have enough on my plate. Hey, let's not be funny. Let's just learn a, a, a skill. <laughs> learn how to video edit. Learn how to audio edit. Learn how to make logos. Because uh, that's helping your funny. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So short, pale, handsome. You can email questions or whatever. Tell me how much you love me or don't at uh, shortpalehandsome at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I got going on. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Please rate this wherever you found this. Uh, if you are listening to this, there is a YouTube portion of this that goes up the next day. And if you are watching this on YouTube, there is an audio only portion. They're exactly the same. Uh, just one's audio, one's audio video. Okay. So, um, that's what I got. That's what I got. Okay, guys. Uh, it's been fun. I am back in town, Toronto. I love you. I wanted to be back inside of you always, but, uh, DC comedy festival is, is, uh, tonight starts tonight, opening night tonight, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Sorry. It's late tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh, okay. That's all I got. Uh, thank you very much. I love you guys. Uh, tell you my said, hi.